welcome to Home Mother. This is KPFT Houston, and I'm your host, Pat Jones. Home Mother is a voice in our community which educates and informs us. There are many decisions to be made out there as a parent, a mother, a father, grandparent, and uncle, birthing person, friend. Home Mother believes that we need to always make our choices out of rational thinking, choices that are made through education. It is hoped that the education you receive on this show will contribute to changing the way we birth and the way we parent. All humans are born good. I've seen more than 3,000 babies come into the world, and I can tell you there are no bad babies. There are no bad humans. All babies are born exactly the same in their goodness, their innocence, their curiosity, their ability to love and to trust. They're all born the same with the delight in the world, with their happiness. It doesn't matter what country they're born in, what skin color, or what language they're learning to speak, or how much money is in their family. We are all born with the same goodness. We all come into the world with the same potential. If that's true, that all humans are born without hate, judgment, shame, jealousy, then where do we learn those qualities if we're not born with them? Home Mother is here to look at our parenting, which begins in the very first moment of birth. It's my belief that we make, that we learn about life and make decisions about life from the very first moment. First hours, the first days, the first weeks, the first years. Those are the most important to tell our children that their needs will be met that it's safe, and that they're cared for. Raising human beings is the hardest and the most important job there is in the world. Parents need support and love and correct information to do this incredibly difficult job of raising humans. Oh, mother can give information, education, support, but we need help to keep whole mother on the air. We need financial help to show that you care so we can continue to bring you information, support, education. Please go to kpft.org and donate or or pledge or join. My guest today is Kimberly Seals Allers. She is an award-winning journalist. She's a five-time author. She's an international speaker. She's a strategist and an advocate for maternal and infant health. A former senior editor at Essence and writer at Fortune Magazine, Kimberly is a leading voice on the radical and social cultural complexities of birth, breastfeeding, and motherhood. She is the founder of Earth, a new Yelp-like app for black and brown parents to address bias and racism in maternity and infant care. Kimberly also created Birthright, a podcast about joy and healing in in black birth that centers 
on positive Black birth stories as a tool in the fight for Black justice and reverses the narrative of negative statistics common in mainstream media coverage of Black maternal health. She'll tell us more about that and how to reach her. Also in our studio today is Sheridan Blackwell. She assumed the role of head of systems change, hospitals and partnerships in November, 2022. Ms. Blackwell is a seasoned healthcare professional with 10 years of experience. Sheridan began her career as an administrative fellow and quickly rose to managerial positions holding various roles of increasing responsibility across program management, ambulatory operations, and special IT projects. Most recently, she served as Administrative Director of Women's Health at Jersey Center Medical Center. Sheridan oversaw a team of over 50 employees responsible for administrative and financial management, strategic planning, population health, community engagement, and operations women's of ambulatory women's health services. Ms. Blackwell holds a master's degree in health administration from Seton Hall University and a bachelor's degree in health administration from St. John's University. She's passionate about improving maternal health outcomes with a strong emphasis on population health and improving health equity, reducing bias in care and patient education. Thank you both for being here on Whole Mother. I am so delighted to have you. And I, I, I've been looking at your uh, website and I, I just can't wait for our audience to hear about Earth. Do I pronounce that correctly? Is it Earth? Yep, yes, that's correct. That's an amazing uh, app, app and I hope everyone will get it. Uh, I hope but, so too. Yes, we're excited to hear more about it. So first of all, tell us about your journey. Uh, what brought you to this place in your life? Yeah, I'll start. So thank you so much for having us. It's such an opportunity to center mothers and parents uh, in their journey and the important role that our platform plays. So as you mentioned, our uh, app is called Earth, which is like the word birth, but we dropped the B for bias. So it's spelled I-R-T-H. Um, and Earth is the first of its kind, Yelp-like tool for black and brown women and birthing people to find and leave reviews of their OBGYNs, birthing hospitals, and pediatricians. We're all about the power of parents to inform and protect each other and educate each other on where we're getting good care and where we are not. And then on the back end, we turn those reviews into data to work directly with hospitals, payers, providers, to literally help them learn from the living instead of waiting for another tragic death or near death to recognize that there are challenges. Um, and this is the work that Sheridan leads that she can talk a little bit about. But in terms of my journey, I basically started Earth because I wish I had it when I was giving birth. You know, like many people, I did lots of research trying to find the best hospital to go to, to have a, um, you know, exciting and joyful experience. Um, as, as a first-time mother, I read all the things that I could read and all the blogs and all the reviews and read all the media reports and went to a highly rated um, hospital in my city and walked out feeling disrespected, unseen, and traumatized, right? Like, wow, what just happened there? The things that I read about um, did not happen for me. 
the things that I had read were standard practice. I had to fight for. Um, I fought to have to breastfeed my baby um, when they were giving her formula against my wishes, even though I was told everybody I was breastfeeding. Um, I had C I had a C-section. I still can't explain. Just so many things of just being unheard. Um, and so I realized that, oh, why was it that I was not receiving the same quality of experience that so many others had received? And you know what, Miss Patricia, the reality was at that time in my life, I was not yet married and I was in graduate school at Columbia. So I was on student insurance. And so I was treated like an unwed black woman with basic insurance. And that experience never left me. Um, and I learned at, from early on that people are not being treated the same way, even at the same place. And that who you are, your circumstances in life, which should not be a factor, actually are impacting and is impacting the quality of care that so many people receive, right? And so what could we do? And so what I realized was like all those reviews, which were lovely, predominantly Upper East Side, New York City, white moms were, were great but actually not as helpful for me. How could I have seen the feedback of another uh, black woman? How could I have seen the feedback of another single mother, maybe someone with my insurance type? So we really wanted to create a place for us to see feedback um, from people just like us, right? At the same time, what I realized in my journey of developing Earth was that um, hospitals were not getting enough patient experience feedback from black and brown folks. They were not responding to their own hospital administered surveys. Maybe you've gotten one and I, I don't often respond. I got to get better at that. I, I could admit it. But, you know, it's like um, black and brown folks, like there's an earned distrust that exists between these health systems and communities of color. And so hospitals and health systems simply don't have enough patient experience feedback to improve our care. Um, and so how can we, yes, on the front end, give our community a place for us to educate, inform, and protect each other, but what could be the value of our stories, right? What is the value of our stories? And I come to this work as a storyteller by heart and by trade and by passion um, in terms of turning those experiences, those stories, those that feedback into data that could actually help save lives, that could help hospitals learn how to treat us better, what matters to us, what makes a five-star experience to us versus too many hospitals, which are like, oh, we haven't had a maternal death in two years, five years, as if the goal is simply not to kill us. And so that is part of the work that Sheridan and I get up every day to try to make a difference in, um, in terms of really trying to make sure that we have a much higher bar. Um, but that is my journey. As you mentioned, you know, I come to this work as a journalist. And so capturing stories, leveraging stories, using stories for change is very much at the heart of who I am. That, that is so moving and so wonderful. I'm, I'm in awe of what you're doing. The, the one piece, though, that I, I wonder about is, isn't it also about money that uh, the hospital caters more to the medical society, caters to the where the money comes from? And if there's not money, then they don't get the recognition and the attention. Is that true? Or that's how I see it. Yeah. That's how it looks. Do you me. want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, yes, so and I, tell us your journey. <laughs> sure. So my journey um, is a little more traditional on the healthcare side of things. I um, chose to major in health administration when I was in college due to personal experiences that I saw with both of my grandmothers 
um, when they were going through medical issues, um, being in the hospital. One had a really great experience with a great team where she dealt with breast cancer. Um, my other grandmother, who was just going in for a simple knee replacement, had a very terrible experience in which, you know, a lot of us as family members had to come in and support and uplift, you know, her needs and care as she was kind of being ignored and refused. Um, so that really drove my passion for healthcare and wanting to make sure that all patients were being listened to and heard and that they were given the things that they need. Um, so on the other end, once I joined working within hospitals, um, being an administrative director, we have a lot of access to hospital administrated um, patient engagement surveys, which as Kimberly mentioned, you know, black and brown people are not as responsive to those as other uh, racial groups um, due to the distrust and uh, the fear of what's going to happen with those surveys. Um, and so a lot of the information that is within those surveys in my opinion, was not really helpful um, as far as what things and implementations needed to be made to really address that respect factor of what is respectful care to you. Um, a lot of the surveys don't really delve deeply into that, that field because that is really not what they were truly designed for. It's kind of an overall view of, you know, what goes on in the hospital. Um, was the temperature of your food okay? Was the temperature of your room okay? Did you sleep well at night? Was it quiet? but not really addressing what type of things you need to feel respected and heard, which will promote better health outcomes. Um, so that's really why I joined um, hospitals, really driven by the patient engagement. Um, but I will say on the other side of things, yes, um, hospitals are businesses and they are designed to really care for patients, but money does 100% play a role in a lot of things that we see, um, as well as a lot of other factors and demographic information. Um, the color of your skin, um, your sexual identity, your gender, um, how much money you make, how many children you have, um, your insurance coverage, all these different things really do have an impact on who we are because we're humans and all humans have, you know, an unconscious bias. And so our goal is to really raise these specific trends and patterns that we see within the Earth app to, to, to pr promote that um, back to the hospital so they can improve their care. Mm -hmm. And I would just love to add to that. I mean, because we're talking about whole mother here, like we know that the commercialization of birth and of women's bodies has been a long time trend and it's just getting worse and worse and worse, right? Whenever, when they decided to make birth a medical event, it hasn't gone well for anybody, right? And it's even gone worse for black women. And what came along with that was a need to make money from a, from a, you know, from something that's not a medical event, right? Giving birth is not a medical event, but the medical system really sought to commercialize it and to figure out what we, they could do. That included, you know, selling fear so that we'd want epidurals and all the things. And then they wanted to have to cut us. And now the majority of women in this country literally give birth with a surgeon. It doesn't make any sense, right? And we're the only industrialized nation that has this type of process. Um, so, you know, when we think about commercialization, we know that that is part of what has been going on to women, to also to Black women during slavery. When we were really owned, we were used as breeders and feeders, right? Our bodies made money because we could produce children who will also labor. Um, are we, our, our milk was used often for others and not for our own children. So this idea of commercialization of women's bodies and what has happened, the extreme commercialization of black women, particularly when we were enslaved, that has continued is a deep issue, right? And we're only touching the, um, the beginning of it and looking at what's happening here. We can go into breastfeeding, right? We know that Mother's milk is the optimal nutrition for an infant, but there are very strong commercial interests to make sure that our infants are fed otherwise. And so all across the spectrum, we see commercial interests 
being very much a part of what is happening to women in general and parents in general and to Black women and Black birthing people in particular, right? But we're the ones who are suffering the most under this broken system, right? It's broken for everybody, but we're the ones who are disproportionately dying. I live in New York City where the Black maternal mortality rate is nine times that of white women. It used to be 12, right? They've got it down to nine. And so when we can look at a broken system and say, well, what is it? Why, why are they able to get it right for some, but not for all? I remind folks, that's what, a, that's what a disparity is. They can get it right for some, but not for all, right? Like we're not asking for um, anything special. We know that in general, this country is failing all mothers around maternal mortality, but why nine times? Why nine times? And so when we look at commercial interests, when we look at the impact, the intersection of commercial interest and racism, now we have where we're at and why our platform is so necessary. My heart aches with the pain, the sadness, and but also with hope. Uh, I I feel so hopeful, and I want the audience to hear a little more about Earth, uh, so they can uh, see the hope that that the two of you are creating. Yeah, we're incredibly hopeful. And you know what? We're joyful because we know that that is actually what we deserve to be. And we are reclaiming it as our birthright and how we move in this work and our intention and our strategy. And the reason why I'm joyful, I'll speak for myself, is because I know that Earth really is about the power of people to be a tool for change. I think a lot of the work and the attention in birth equity and health equity has been, you know, directed on hospitals and systems without any accountability without any accountability. Right now, you know, as an example, an important effort is anti-bias trainings. They're great, but no one ever checks back in to see if they've actually improved the lived experience of care. Nobody's holding hospitals and providers accountable for their treatment, particularly of Black and brown birthing people. And so I'm hopeful because I believe in transparency and accountability as the way forward. And I think that by leveraging Black and brown folks as consumers, the other thing that I think is really important is like, I don't look at Black and brown birthing people as victims. I don't, I look at them as powerful consumers who have yet to be activated in our fight for birth equity and justice. And so, you know, technology has a unique ability to do that, right? And so we look at Earth as a tool, not the tool, but it is a tool for us to leverage the power of consumers. Black and brown people are powerful. And if we could activate those parents to leave their experiences, leave their reviews, um, and then we go to work on the back end, right? Sheridan and I, we go to work every day with a mission to make sure that every review um, leads to some sort of accountability for the health hospitals and health systems that are being covered, right? That is our promise to our community, that we will go to work um, to hold them accountable and to make sure that their stories have power. And I think that is why people come to Earth, as was mentioned, when you complete a hospital review, you don't know where it's going. You don't know if anyone read it. You don't know whether you're being tracked. But we know that with Earth, like your review has power. We have a... Uh, moderators who are volunteers and they approve reviews once they meet our standard, but that review is going to be valuable. Our reviews are anonymized so that our users are protected. We have several safety features, including making sure that um, nobody stands alone in earth and that in certain areas, we have to have at least three reviews to show any, to make sure that we can protect folks, even though their names are withheld. Um, and so we are really about the community's ability to save itself, right? That we don't need saviors coming in for us, that we actually have the power and the tools and the knowledge and the capacity to save ourselves. 
that is what Earth is ultimately about, right? Um, and so we want to give our community the platform so that they have a way to do that, but we know that they can. Um, and so I think that is where I am joyful and hopeful because I believe wholeheartedly that my community is powerful and that we can do amazing things when we stand together and that our stories have meaning. Um, and so that's what we do, you know? Um, and then on the back end, we're excited about all the ways that hospitals are coming to work with us. And I would love Sharon to share a little bit more about that. But, you know, my joy also comes from the accountability and the systems change work that we're doing on the back end. I think on the more technical side, for me, my joy comes from the data that we collect um, that is available to pretty much anybody who has a phone, which is everyone in this country. Um, and it's real-time data. Um, a lot of the data that exists out there, if you're Googling, number one, it's really hard to find um, for your particular state if you're looking for anything particular. But how old is that data? There's a huge, significant data lag that was more so fueled by the COVID-19 pandemic because um, a lot of focus has had to shift to COVID, understandably. But the data that does come out is usually, you know, between three and four years old. So if it's 2023, we're now starting to look at 2019 and 2020 data. When are we going to start looking at the 2023 data? And, you know, unfortunately, due to this, the large disparities and how serious this crisis is, we don't have years to wait. We need to do something that's real time. So what brings me joy with the Earth app is that you can leave your review and it'll be available for everyone else to see within a week to 10 days. We don't have to wait four years. And that is really important, number one, to informing your community about what you experience, both on the good side and the bad side. But it really just helps to push that forward. And we don't have to wait forever and ever and search um, endlessly on Google for that information. Yeah, and I would say that, you know, folks are listening, right? We currently have hospital pilots in Detroit and Philadelphia. We are launching a three-year project in California with two hospitals in the LA area, two public health departments in the Bay Area, another uh, health system in Sacramento. We uh, just received a grant to activate Atlanta. Um, and so we are getting hospitals to pay attention. In addition to our direct hospital pilot work, we also provide data to city and state hospital collaboratives, right? So for example, there's one here in New York City that's a collaborative of 32 birthing hospitals. They are working together to try to improve maternal care. They acknowledge that they aren't getting enough patient experience feedback from their own mechanisms. And now they're working with us at Earth to provide that data for them. We're looking at several state PQCs, which includes you know, the Perinatal Quality Collaborative. If anyone is listening, um, you likely have a state PQC. We'd love to get in touch um, and, and share about that. We'd love to talk to the, 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 the Texas Perinatal Quality Collaborative for all, your, for all your Houston area listeners who may want to help us with some introduction but this is the work that we're doing, you know, and I think really trying to lift up community voices. Everyone is saying that, um, you know, they don't have enough feedback from patients, um, but we can help them get it. And part of that reason is, is trust. And we take that very seriously. It's part of the reason why we are um, committed to why we are currently still a nonprofit. Um, and so that we can make sure that our intentions and our decisions are solely in our community's interest at this time. Um, and so that's really important for us and how we kind of move our work forward. It sounds so hopeful. Uh, I can see this uh, spreading across the country and making a huge difference. Uh, Absolutely. Well, uh -huh. uh, well, tell us a little more about how the Earth app works. If we want to 
get the app and what, what will we hear and what will we see? Okay, so if you want to go get Earth, you need to go to the Google Play or Apple App Store on your phone. You can search Earth, I-R-T-H. Sometimes if you put the word birth right after it, it comes up quicker, but it's I-R-T-H. You can download the app. You will be asked to create an account. Like many apps, you will need to verify yourself via either your uh, a, a text message to your cell phone or your email address so we can make sure you're a real person. Um, and then you will be asked to create an account to become part of our community. Um, and then after that, you can search reviews or you can leave a review. We also have great content in the app that we love for our users to look at. If you're looking at how to build a birth team or want to know what a doula is, we have some helpful articles there. Talk a lot about birthing centers and midwives, really important. They have been proven to improve our, uh, our outcomes when we are out of hospital settings for those for whom it is possible. Um, and so we do come into the app and you could put in your city. If you want to search, you can put in your city and state and search. You can put in a, a specific hospital name. You can search by zip code. Um, and then you can leave reviews. So we accept four types of reviews. You can come in, tell us about your prenatal appointment. Those are prenatal reviews. You can come tell us about your birth experience, which is actually the longest review in earth, but the most important, you'll be asked specific questions about the doctors, nurses, and lactation consultants in that review. You can come back after birth and leave a review of your postpartum appointment. And then you can come back and leave a pediatric review about your baby's care up to the first birthday. So we're really trying to capture that whole perinatal spectrum and get folks to leave a review um, about the different touch points throughout their pregnancy and early postpartum journey. The other thing that what we love about Earth is that it's not just reviews for that mama or birthing person. We also accept reviews from fathers and partners. So if any anybody was there, grandma, auntie was there at the birth as a birth partner, please also download the Earth app and leave a review. We also accept reviews from doulas and hospital-based midwives. This is critically important because we know that doulas see a lot. They are really like our neighborhood watch for safe birth. And we're really lifting up their experiences. We actually have a special icon in the app for users to find reviews from doulas because we want them to really pay attention because, you know, I have given birth twice, but a doula has probably been at that hospital five, 10, 15 times and their experiences matters. And then we bring that data back to hospitals, not just what our patients are saying, but this is what the doulas are saying. And, th and these doulas often represent an exponential number of experiences versus what one patient or two patients or 500 patients have seen. And so we invite doulas to leave reviews, right? Your value goes beyond that individual birthing client, that client. Your value is so much more than what you're providing to that birthing person and bedside, although that is tremendous. But let us lift up your experience, your observations. That is a way that you can also participate in how we keep uh, our community safe um, and sharing those experiences. So we accept those reviews, same principles, those reviews are anonymized, those reviews are protected, um, and they are of value to the community. Um, and so that is basically what Earth is. Come in, leave a review as a mama, birth father, birthing partner, doula hospital-based midwife, leave a review of your prenatal appointment, your birth experience, your postpartum visits, or your pediatric appointments, right? And use it to search, right? We want to create Earth Approved as our good housekeeping seal of approval. We want black and brown birthing people to look for uh, doctors and hospitals that have high ratings in Earth. And we want hospitals to be concerned about their earth ratings. Going back to what you said earlier about commercialization, I will tell you even on your radio show that I don't know 
if hospitals actually care about Black people. I really don't. But I know they care about their reputation. I know they care about ratings and reviews. This, this is the society that we live in. And I'm focused on that. Right. And so um, because we are in a capitalist system and we know that um, reputation often leads to dollars, we know that mothers are key decision makers about many healthcare decisions in their family. They're affecting their communities. They're talking about at their churches. This is a very important time where um, a woman or birthing person is vulnerable, but more likely to share right? Good, bad, or indifferent. And so we really, that is where we play. We want hospitals to care about their reputation. And then we do the work on the back end as we try to embed earth approvals and earth ratings into other pieces of the system so that we can ask others, whether that's the payers, right? As far as I'm concerned, you know, your health insurance provider should want to know whether the providers and its and their members are leaving reviews in earth that are good or bad, right? What doctors are being mentioned frequently that should be rewarded and held up and which ones may need some redirection and perhaps some additional training or some consequences, right? And so I'm here for all the carrots and all the sticks um, to make sure that we drive a system that actually treats everyone fairly, respectfully and equitably um, and understanding the true nature of the commercialized system that we live in and, and get healthcare in, you know? Excellent. Uh, so is this all part of the Earth Ambassador Program. Tell us about that. So the Earth Ambassador Program, which we're so incredibly proud of, is a unique wraparound support system. It is a big piece of how we do community engagement. I mentioned that I think one of our greatest values to the community is the community trust. And so in addition to being a nonprofit that doesn't have a huge marketing budget and can't go out and buy commercials in every market, um, we value our community first approach. And so we also look for trusted individuals in, in the community who help us spread our message and help us achieve our mission. Um, so that is for us, one of our first pillars is birth workers. Um, and so we activate birth workers in various cities across the US. We invite them into an opportunity to be an earth ambassador. And what that means is that we are committed to taking care of those who take care of black birthing people and brown birthing folks, right? So knowing that doulas um, are very important. There's a lot of conversation right now about doulas training them, everybody's training doulas. We're saying who's sustaining doulas. And so our program is a, is a way to sustain birth workers. Um, and so we invite them in, They we give them a opportunity to have access to a mental health therapist. That's the first thing when we piloted this program in New York City, really thinking about what does this unique group of workforce members need to be sustained and for them to thrive. Um, we also create a unique uh, speaker series content that we create for them around many of their needs, whether that's a, that's around building a business, marketing, branding, um, some, sometimes it's specific skills that they want to know. I know the upcoming class, they'll be talking about pelvic floors and how they can better help their clients with that, right? So just really thinking through what do birth workers need to be sustained and how can earth provide that, right? And so our ask of them, is that they assist us in committing to completing reviews um, of births that they've attended. 
They assist us with getting access to previous clients and current clients. They attend community events and representing us on the ground, right? So they have their earth shirts. They're at every community baby shower. Anything that parents, new parents or expecting folks could be at, our earth ambassadors are there in their community. And they really are our eyes and ears on the ground. So that is our earth ambassador program. Um, we have a national earth ambassador program, which is almost about 100 birth workers across the country. And then we have um, earth ambassador cohort and Sheridan's going to tell me how many cities, but these are places where we are specifically funded. We either have a hospital partner or a grant. And in those cities, those earth ambassadors also receive a monthly stipend as a thank you um, and in honor of the work that they're doing to support our mission. I would love Sheridan to tell a little bit more about the earth ambassador cohorts and why they're so critical to how we work with hospitals to push for change. Yeah, so as Kimberly mentioned, we have the national program. We have about eight um funded programs around the, the country with about two or three more coming up um, throughout the summer and the fall of this year, which we're really excited about. Um, and talk about joy. I think something for me that was instant gratification because within this work, within the birth working field, um, this is a, a long process, right? We're not going to be able to turn these things around tomorrow, but just seeing the doulas and the earth ambassadors together in joy, feeling the support, understanding you know why we're here to support them is really just it, it brought a lot of joy to me um when we were out in los angeles earlier this year for black maternal health week we actually threw a mixer um for some birth workers in the area and it was instant tears for a lot of them number one they they, they saw themselves in each other um because a lot of times doulas are are trained and they're kind of just thrown into the field and don't necessarily have the support or an organization that they can go back to for i have questions i just need to vent i need to talk about my day. I need to understand um, how I should have handled this differently for another situation. Um, and so just them being able to speak with each other, to promote their own internal things that they have going on with each other was just really, really wonderful. Um, and I think that is what we're really looking to do to support them, um, especially as the country is is coming to terms with what who, who doulas are and what they can do. Um, there are a lot of um, hospitals that are not so welcoming to doulas as they are kind of looked at as the the barrier or kind of a troublemaker um, as they're advocating for their patients' wants and needs. Um, so making sure that they just understand that we're here to support them so they don't burn out. Um, the burnout rate right now for doulas is around 18 to 24 months, which is only two years. So this is really our goal to help sustain those who are helping to sustain the health of the Black and Brown populations in which we serve. Yeah, and it's been so exciting just to see, you know, see them out in the community. Um, these are people who love birth, who love mamas, who love fathers, who love their community. And I think one of the beauties of our program is that we just make it easy for them, right? Like, well, we'll we do the work of finding events, like just pop into the app, into our calendar and find something to do, right? Um, and so, but this idea of us celebrating them, we also reach out to brands to make sure that they send them nice things on a quarterly basis, right? They deserve a little pampering. Um, and so really just this idea of at least just um, loving on them when the world is asking a lot of them. Um, and there's a lot of expectations. Some of it, I will say, is unfair, right? We cannot expect doulas to save this mess. They did not create it. And it is bigger than them. And as Sheridan mentioned, they are often dealing with some of the same oppression and power dynamics that their own clients are facing. Um, and so we want to make sure that we 
adequately um, honor their their work and, and their contribution, but that we don't kind of lionize doulas um, in a system that needs a systemic overhaul, right? So that's really, really important to us, but we really enjoy taking care of them. And that is, as Sheridan mentioned, a big source of joy for us as well. Um, and then I think, you know, the other piece that is a key pillar, but we work deeply on our community engagement strategy, whether which also includes everything from connecting with the Healthy Starts and the Wicks to the local Greek, Black Greek sororities and fraternities, the Mocha Moms, the Jack and Jills, you know, all those other organizations as well. But we value and we pride ourselves on being deeply rooted in the community um, as part of, you know, how we operate, but also as very much aligned with our values. I would say, and the community partners are very crucial to our tail end of our pilot. So we'll talk about our hospital pilots, but our goal is to really make sure that all the work that we're doing and all the information that we're capturing, we're able to produce information and send that out to the masses. Data dissemination and just communication in general is something that I feel like is lacking within healthcare. Um, a lot of hospitals do, do, do work, um, but not necessarily communicate that back out to the patients in which may have raised the concerns. Um, so our community partners are really helpful with us in just spreading the word, number one, about Earth, but then spreading the word about the information that we are obtaining back to their community so they they know what we're doing. Um, within our, our hospital um, improvement pilots, which are one of the main ways we work with hospitals, um, this is the work that I lead with Kimberly Support. Um, this is an 18-month improvement pilot in which we sign directly with hospitals. Our goal is really to collect and analyze that provider and hospital-specific information that was left by Black and Brown folks within the Earth app, and then really to work with the hospital group to develop a strategic hospital improvement plan based off of the information that we receive. Um, so this is about an 18-month process. Um, what we first do is go directly into the community to receive those reviews. Um, so we will ask the hospital, you know, what are your top discharge zip codes? Which areas do you know um, have heavily, heavily populations of Black and Brown folks? And we go directly into the community um, through our community engagement strategy, working with our Earth Ambassadors at different events, holding our own different events, really to obtain those reviews. So we're really looking to collect that information um, from any patients who have delivered within the last two years. And again, we're collecting those surveys based on their prenatal appointments, their birthing experience within the hospital, their postpartum appointments after they were discharged, as well as their pediatric appointments up until their, for their babies. Um, and then our goal, we have our analyst team um, really assess the strengths and performance gaps. So they're really looking to conduct, you know, thematic and sentiment analysis to identify those patterns of care. So we can see what types of things are being said, how often they're being said. Is this a problem that's only been around for a year or do we have reviews from 10 years ago and we can see that this was an ongoing problem? Um, and then we're really looking to then work directly with that hospital working group, which we ask the hospitals to set up, um, which are members of their maternity team. Um, so that includes physicians, nurses, midwives, residents, um, lactation support, anesthesiology, um, quality improvement, patient experience, and an executive sponsor. Um, we share the full amount of data with them, and then we come up with um, hospital improvement plans that we can execute based off of that data. And then our goal is to really go in at the tail end of the pilot, probably around a year in, to redo some more review collection to see if any of the improvements that we've implemented have shown any change in the response that we're getting from the patients. Um, and then our goal overall is really to just embed this earth community feedback into the hospital quality metrics um, or whatever they're doing 
Um, most hospitals, again, are doing something and have recognized their issues, but it's again about using this as an ongoing thing. This isn't a, just a one-time project. You know, this is something that has to be monitored closely over time. And we're really looking to use this as a tracking mechanism um, to monitor those plans going forward. And then again, as we mentioned, we always like to share this information back out to those communities that we serve. Um, so our goal is to create, you know, different data infographics via social media. We'll come up with some real reports that we will do at some state, you know, um, conventions and conferences and really show all the information that we're getting um, and then our goal to the hospital is to then reward them for this work. We understand, number one, this is not easy to deal with, easy to face. Um, and this the fact that this information is transparent is a part of the process. So rewarding them with some type of badge for number one, acknowledging and then committing to the improvement. Um, so one of our first hospital partners were in discussion with some type of a badge reward system. And again, this is something that hospitals can look forward to. Number one, to say, yes, we care about the community, but two, it is truly a community approved reward, which I think is the, the best benefit that hospitals can receive. Yes, I always say, you know, listen, with all respect to all the hospital regulators, and we sure do love ACOG. However, if the community doesn't say that they feel seen, respected, and heard, then you haven't done your job, right? There's still more work to do. And so we're here to really drive community accountability as being critically important. There's been a lot of focus on being accountable going up, right? The upstream to regulators, et cetera, that is critically important, but very little focus on being accountable to the communities that you serve. And that is what we are driving as a missing piece as to perhaps why we have yet to decrease these disparities in any meaningful way, right? When we look across the country, Black women three to four times more likely to die. And, it's, and as I've shared in different cities, it goes even higher, right? With even mine being one of the highest. Look at Georgia, look at Louisiana, OMG. So it's it really is um, an issue and without that community accountability. So we're really looking to drive that through an accreditation, through a self-approval. As Sheridan Shed said, we want hospitals to feel good about our process, right? To feel good afterward and have something you can put on your website and a little sign you want to put in your hospital lobby um, as you do this work of listening to the community and responding. That is critically important. And we want to acknowledge those who take that important step of listening to and responding to the community. So if if our listeners out there, if if I had experienced a birth and I'd like to share, if I'm a doula and I'd like to share, um, if I'm a hospital and I'd like to, what are some of the steps that might allow people to become involved with earth? Great question. So if you're a, a person who's given birth, particularly in the last two to two and a half years, please, please support our mission. Download the Earth app. It's a free app in your um, in any place you get your apps. Um, download it, leave a review, leave more than one, leave several reviews um, and really start talking about Earth. Like, you know, one of my visions for Earth, like right now we have uh, we are focused on black and brown birthing people. But I know that the true power of Earth is actually when white women begin to use it as well. And that we actually have white women who will, you know, look at Earth reviews and to say, hey, you're not treating black and brown birthing people well, then I don't not, I'm not coming here either. 
right? And then we have the true vision, which is all women using our consumer power in service of those who are being disproportionately harmed, right? That is the vision. And so as we expand, we wanted to first create a safe space so that Black and Brown birthing people can come in. But we encourage others to lift their voice and say, hey, I was noticing your earth reviews were good or not so good. And now that we're using our consumer power, to help drive provider behavior, which we know can be really powerful. So we invite all allies to join us in that mission. We invite black and brown birthing people to download and leave a review, leave multiple reviews, know that your voice matters, know that your story matters. I think one of my early learnings, Ms. Patricia, was that sometimes black people are used to not great things happening to them. They are actually just used to it and they ex almost expect it. And so how do we as a community say no more, right? We know that what happens to us matters. We know that survival is not the goal, that we deserve more than that in our birthing and our prenatal experiences and for our babies, because the infant mortality rate in this, in this country for Black infants is equally as disgusting as the Black maternal mortality rate. So how do we empower each other as a community to say, we are going to use our voice. We are going to share publicly where we're getting good care and where we are not and we're going to inform and protect each other. Um, and we know that that can drive accountability and transparency. So anyone who's listening, we'd love for them to take advantage of that. I want to lift up as well something going on in the Houston area as we get ready to also celebrate Black Maternal Mental Health Week, which is July 19th to the 25th, and the Black Maternal Mental Health Summit that is going on in Houston. Earth will be there. So for those who may be coming to the summit or interested in learning about more about Earth, please look for us at the Black Maternal Health Week Maternal Mental Health Summit, July 20th to the 21st, right in Houston. Um, and then to also flag that Black Breastfeeding Week is August 25th to 31st. I am proud to be one of the co-founders. It's an incredibly important time to talk about why, our, how, and why our infants are fed the way are fed. We talked about commercial interests, and I promise you that there is a fight in this country to be our first food. And that is driven by corporate profits and commercial interests, and not what's in the optimal nutrition benefits for babies. And that is something that we are fighting against as well. So I want to encourage folks to make sure they tap in um, to, to do that. And if you want to learn more about what we're doing, please visit earthapp.com. Um, and then if you are a hospital, if you are a hospital, our work is driven by internal champions, right, Sheridan? Like all of our hospital work is driven by people who are working inside a hospital, who care about this issue, who think it can be important. So if you feel that is you, right? Please, there is a link on our website to get in contact. It goes directly to Sheridan. We will come do the meetings. We will speak to your leadership. We will support you, give you all the things, promo materials, right? But we we only exist because of internal champions at hospital systems who've said to their colleagues, this is important, and they've supported us and advocated for Earth to be a part of that health system. So if that is you, we welcome an opportunity to hear from you um, and help us. You know, we are here to kind of do that advocating with you and would be honored for the opportunity. Very good. Uh, we have a little time left. So other words of advice perhaps out there or uh, perhaps even some examples of stories on the app? Sure, so I can say um, one of our main questions within the app is really to get to the point of 
showing hospitals what they're not aware of. So we do ask um, directly the question, did you experience any of the following during your birth in which you can select from a different range of different negative experiences in which we'll share that back with the hospital. Um, so across our national database, um, our top complaints, number one, um, is the request for help was ignored or refused, um, which is a really big red flag for hospital systems. And the number two complaint is that pain levels are dismissed. And we know that these two sentiments are pretty much the central theme of every maternal death story that we're seeing, not every, but ma a majority of them. And these are big red flags when we see them in pattern and trend. Um, our third uh, most experienced attitude was uh, being scolded, yelled at, or threatened. Um, a lot of comments around um, advocating what type of test uh, you do or you do not want for yourself and for your baby. Um, a lot of threats with calling Child Protective Services for advocating for yourself and asking questions and kind of being seen as difficult for even having questions in general. Um, our fourth experience is your physical privacy was violated. Um, and then our last fifth ex uh example is uh, assumptions based on racial stereotypes. Um, so comments on the complexion of the baby's skin in comparison to the mother or father. Um, comments on how many children you may have. Why do you have five kids? Um, a comment on your marital status or your wealth status or your insurance. All different types of things that may not be seen as quote-unquote belligerent or, you know, right outright aggressive, but they are comments that really do negatively impact um, women once they're going into the hospital for their baby. And I would always uplift that the patient experience within the maternity experience is so important because that really does form a lot of your opinions and thoughts on the hospital. Most women who are going into the hospital to give birth, this is their, their first real experience as young women going into the hospital on the inpatient side. And so that will affect the way that they think about things going forward, how they're going to return to the hospital if they need something for themselves or for their baby. And so making that experience a five-star is really our goal, again, to show these negative attitudes in experience and showing them in pattern so they can really understand and not dismiss something as a one-off occasion. Yeah, I remember reading a review of a prenatal appointment um, where uh, someone went to their doctor's visit with their husband but they were asked to return with their marriage certificate, right? Oh I don't know what your marriage certificate has to do with your prenatal visits, but as we're saying, this idea about judgment, I always like to remind people because we think about racism in our world as like tiki torches and epithets, but that's not what we're talking about, right? Very few people I like to think came into healthcare with that type of thinking, which is good, but also much more challenging because people see themselves as good people, right? But I always in my presentations lift up this definition of racism that I read from Dr. Kamara Jones, who used to be the president of the APHA. And she talked about racism as assigning value, right? This idea of assigning value, which is often based on skin color, um, but this is what's happening, right? And so when I ask a question about whether you're married or not, which has nothing to do with my the care that I need to receive, it's a way for me to assign value to you, right? Or, or for me to judge you. And then based on that assignment, signing a value, now I'm making a very quick judgment about the quality of care you deserve, right? How many children? Why do you have so many children? God forbid those children don't all have the same father. That's a whole nother level. Again, none of your business is the real answer here. But these are the things that are being used to judge people. And that judgment is leading to a differing quality of care, right? And that is why we are disproportionately dying. That is why. And so that is racism. This idea that people are making judgments based on us, 
that based on me when I was unmarried, right? When I didn't have the best health insurance and there was a decision made about how I should be valued because of that judgment. This is what we have to undo. It is not people who are necessarily yelling in words and epithets, although it does happen. But what we're really talking about is those subtle changes. Sheridan mentioned our Los Angeles trip, but we were also out there to support the family of April Valentine. The city of Los Angeles had two black women die right after pregnancy, right after childbirth in the span of maybe 45 days. Two black women died right after each other at two different hospitals. We were out there to support those families and we sat with the father who was present when his beloved died. He, she was in the hospital complaining that she could not feel her legs. Everyone ignored her. He had to provide CPR. He had to start providing CPR on his dying loved one while she was in a hospital with nurses ignoring her. This is, this is what we're talking about, right? We're not asking for anyone to have a better degree, new diagnostics, fancy equipment. Black people are simply asking to be treated as humans. And it really isn't too much to ask. The fact that earth needs to exist is a problem, right? The fact that we have to hold people accountable for treating us like real human beings is a problem. And so we're here to serve as a temporary tool so that hopefully earth doesn't need to exist for my children and my children's children. That is really my vision, that earth doesn't need to exist. But right now it is a huge issue. <laughs> it is a huge issue. And so when we hear these stories, we know you may have seen in the news, Charles Johnson, his wife, Kira, died at Cedar sinai after giving birth. Here we have a woman who he is, she is literally the daughter-in-law of TV's Judge Hatchett, speaks, spoke four languages, was in one of the most celebrated hospitals in Los Angeles, viewed as a celebrity, a, a place for celebrities to go for a top level care. And after her C-section, she was complaining. She was saying that she was in pain, something wasn't right. She was literally turning colors in their building, in their building. And when they finally paid attention to her and opened her up, she had like eight liters of blood inside of her and she died. At the same time, her poor husband who was watching his beloved wife in distress, watching her turn colors, was afraid as a black man to fully exert himself because he knew that if he actually acted with the urgency that the situation required, he would have been escorted out by security. That was his fear. So when we talk about the ways that bias and racism shows up, be clear why it's leading to death and what it's like for people who are trying to survive what should be a joyful experience, but instead are being treated as inhuman, are being treated based on stereotypes, are rooted in fears based on those stereotypes, afraid to speak up so they're not stereotyped as a quote unquote angry black woman, or afraid to speak up because they're afraid to be the threatening black man. And then we die. And then we die and we die again, right? This is what we're talking about. And these are the stories that keep Sheridan and I and our team on it every day. We are relentless because this is ridiculous and it's completely unacceptable. And we can't, we can't just have these women continue to die in vain. And um, this 
I, th I, th I think this is the most valuable show I've ever done. I'm so grateful to you. Would you tell the audience again? I'm sorry, I'm I'm choking back tears here and trying to. Um, would you tell the audience again before we close how they can reach you? I'm going to take a breath because I need to compose myself. I'll let Sheridan share. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, so they can reach out to us via our website, which is www.earthapp.com, spelled I-R-T-H-A-P-P.com. Um, there are multiple links that you can reach out to us directly, um, whether you are interested in our doula Earth Ambassador Program, um, whether you are a potential hospital partner or other type of collaborative partner, you can reach out to us directly via those links um, and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thank you. Thank you both so much for all you're doing to change the world. That's what you're doing. Thank you for having us. If you want to contact us, and we're always pleased to hear from you, our address is wholemothershow at gmail.com. If you want to hear previous shows, like today's show, you can go to, again, wholemothershow.com. If you want to contact me personally, please feel free to email me at birthcare at aol.com. Thank you to our engineers, to EJ, to Edward, to Eric for all your support. Thank you out there for listening to Whole Mother. I'm Pat Jones, and this is KPFD Houston.
dreams that you did too. Why? 